Grand Rising, my beautiful, beautiful listeners, and welcome to the Mama Pachamama podcast. I'm Vivian McKinnon, and wow, it has been a long time since I've come on here. I'm feeling rather frustrated with myself. I don't really have a good excuse. I want to be doing this weekly, so I'm going to try to commit, Um, and it's really not a lack of anything other than just like carving out the time for it and doing it diligently. Um, I see myself uh, really struggling with structure and I see all the ways in which (laughs) I could really benefit as a businesswoman, as a mother, as a wife, as a um, friend, all these ways in which I could benefit if I really were to establish a little bit more structure and discipline into my life. Having a better set schedule with certain things would be really beautiful. And I also don't, I'm not interested in going the other end where my life is completely overscheduled and full. I love giving myself days where I just intuitively feel the need to do nothing. And um, that's really beautiful because, you know, sometimes you're like, you wake up or you go to bed saying, all right, I've got this whole list of things I want to do tomorrow. And then you wake up the next day and your energy is just off. And it's really nice to give yourself permission to just be with that and not not stay stuck in all of these commitments. However, certain commitments really should, um, really deserve consistent follow through. And I'm really at the point where I'm, I, I see myself, I see that as a weakness on my part of creating that consistency. And it's a really a shame because once again, it's not a lack of content. I have a million things. I'm, I, I mean, all, all, all throughout the day, I'm dreaming of things that I want to come in on here and talk about and share. So that's where I'm at. Um, how's everyone doing? I hope you're feeling alive and thriving. And if you're not thriving, that's okay. And if you're feeling just frustrated that's okay too i i really have just days in and out of all of my feelings and all of my like different um energy levels but today today i've actually been like just tossing back and forth what i really want to dive into and the main topic that keeps coming to my head because it's something that i deal with frequently is what I'm going to call the art of not giving a fuck. Now, I want to preface, I wish I didn't have to, but I'm just going to. I want to preface that this does not mean you should be negligent. Like this, not giving a fuck does not mean like on all levels. It means having clear boundaries with anybody else's um, energy, their input, their opinion, their judgment. Um, And really that, it's not necessarily, it does not, it's not giving yourself an excuse to, you know, be a negligent human in the world. You know, we, we, we still need to 
show up with as much kindness and integrity as possible. And really, it's as simple as listening to your heart. And I and I speak about that regularly because it's something, it's a conscious practice that, that you really have to bring consciousness and awareness to. It's so easy to stay stuck in our heads, but when we move to the heart, we really can approach things with a little bit more love and grace and still have very clear, firm, strong boundaries and not give a fuck, but do so in a really loving, you know, in a way that just honors ourselves. And the whole idea of not giving a fuck is you, we, we benefit so much from honoring our own journey. We all have our own path. We all have our own um, path, essentially, because there are certain lessons we crave to learn, but we really need all of the right context and um, life experience to really fully embrace and understand these lessons. And um, God, this just goes on so many levels. There's so many things that 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 are unique to our experience. And I've found most of my life, I've felt so frustrated that I've been met with so much judgment or, you know, strong opinion about my choices, my path, um, because I, you know, when I used to villainize people, oh, they don't want me to be happy. Oh, they don't see me for who I am. Oh, they don't understand me. And I, I've cleared away all of that villainizing, victimizing nonsense. And I see it as they are simply on their own path. And perhaps this, we are misaligned here. And this is the not, not the person to be talking about with this, you know, about this particular subject. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, yeah, it's okay for people to not understand you. And that is a story that I have held on to with like bleeding hands for so long, for so much of my life. I have held on to the story of no one understands me. I just want people to understand me. And I can't tell you how relieved I feel to finally not give a fuck that no one else understands me. And the main reason I've, re- I've I've arrived there is because I now explore myself. I get to know myself. And what I was really begging for this whole time that I was so desperate for others to understand me, what I really wanted and needed was to understand myself. And once I once I leaned in to myself and my own life and my own story and my own experiences and my own perspective and and welcome that and embrace that and saw my shadow for what it is and found love for that too. I, I now I, I, I truly don't I don't give a fuck if other people understand me or not. That's not what I'm here for. That's not my purpose. And that's also just what a dreadful way to spend your days concerned what others think. So I have been in a (laughs) very interesting boat for a long time. Um, God, I can take it so far back of making decisions for myself or for my family that has received a lot of criticism and judgment and heavy opinions and, you know, 
often certain things I like to just kind of keep private because I don't, I'm not really interested in, you know, what anyone else has to say, you know, anyway, uh, in the perfect example, I'm just going to go as far back to when I was, um, in school in, uh, the universe at the university and I was paying my way through working full time in school, full time, uh, hating every moment of it. I just, I was in there for creative writing. I, I loved writing before I started that program. And by the time I left, I really felt uninspired as a writer. I don't think that's intentional. Perhaps they do their best, but that, that the educational system was not for me. And I did not have the self-awareness at the time to just reject it altogether. So I, you know, like a lot of people just like, okay, well I'll do something that I'm kind of interested in and you know, force my way through it. So by the time I reached my final year, I was just getting so impatient and I really wasn't showing up with, uh, I wasn't doing well. And a couple weeks before uh, the semester was technically over and I would actually have been done with my degree, I decided to quit school. I didn't attend any of my final exams. I literally just quit entirely. I think I, you know, I paid up till then. And I moved to Los Angeles. And I pretty much broke my mom's and dad's hearts and really was met with a lot of, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing, Vivian? But for me, it was a very, very important decision for myself Um, now, you know, it's kind of funny. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't judge it. That's a moment of pride for me because I was finally standing up for something that I knew deep down all along that like, I'm not cut out for this system, for this way of learning this regurgitating, you know, information that you memorize and, you know, all of these assignments and stuff. I just, learning never felt interesting like that for me. So that, I suppose, was the beginning. However, I did carry a lot of the guilt (laughs) for a long time. But I do suppose that was kind of the beginning of me just starting to give less of a fuck and, you know, explore my rebellious nature. And many things after that came up. There's been so much, um, particularly when it comes to parenting. You know, becoming a mother was really the big shift in my life. Um, despite all the other interesting things I've experienced, motherhood changed me, uh, immediately. And I still was very naive then, you know, many of you probably know my first birth was a fairly traumatic hospital birth, a very traumatic hospital birth. And my pregnancy was a very traumatic experience, um, with all the, you know, appointments and all of that. And, um, there were a couple things that I knew going into motherhood. I didn't want to circumcise my son. I didn't want to vaccinate my child. I didn't want to go down this like very typical medical path. I also immediately during pregnancy knew that I wanted to homeschool, that I wanted to, I didn't have a word for it at the time, but I knew attachment parenting was my was what I was wanting with my child. So co-sleeping and, you know, spending a lot of time together 
not outsourcing any childcare or any anything like that. That was that's been important to me from the beginning, and there, that wasn't influenced by anything other than my intuition. And it's kind of in, in, in interesting how many people are resistant to even just those few things. Um, and people love to come in with their opinion. Well, why would you pick this? Why would you do that? And I would really get angry in the beginning if someone questioned my choices, and I felt really defensive. And I felt this way about a lot of things for a long time because a lot of the decisions I make for myself and for my family are not based on research. And we are in a in a generation of like science is God kind of, you know, that societally that's kind of where the mentality is at. So you have to have your data and your facts and your research and your sources to back up your decisions. And that is that is how your people respect your decision. And I really carried for the longest time so much guilt because I did not have I you know I, I there was an insecurity around well I could not point you to any facts or resources as to why I make these decisions. It was all very intuitive based. That's it. It was it was just, a, you know, me listening to myself. And I have finally, finally, years. No, you know, my son is about to turn eight. My eldest son is about to turn eight. And I have finally now, eight years in, I'm at a point where I give myself permission to stand firm in my beliefs, in my decisions, um, and in my intuitive uh, calling without any kind of evidence to support me and embrace that and and not only not only uh, re- release any feelings of shame or guilt, but feel very proud of myself. I finally feel very proud of myself that I, I have this relationship with this inner wisdom that we are all carrying. It's just how much have you how much have you packed on top of it so you've lost, you've disconnected from that. But we all do have so much inner wisdom buried away. And I've been on this beautiful journey of self-discovery to, to, to understand this part of myself. And it took me so long to finally arrive at a point where I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I will admit so much. <laughs> So much of what I do and and what I believe in and what I'm passionate about and what brings me joy and what I talk about, I could not give you a specific resource. A lot of it is, you know, taking a bunch of pieces, putting it together, and then a bunch of tiny little pieces and experience and then intuition and just knowing that. I've never really felt good outsourcing information or ideas or beliefs that I knew didn't feel feel I didn't feel connected to. And there are many times that I am exposed to things. I do have to say there's so many things that I'm exposed to that I hear from other people. I'm like, "Wow, that really resonates with me. That's powerful. I really believe that." And then I explore you know, it's kind of like that full body. Yes, this sounds right. This sounds really incredible. And then I explore that within. So I, you know, I'll, I'll hear about something and that inspires 
the deep dive into my own mind, my own heart, my own understanding, rather than I know, and I total respect for the people that go do their deep dives on the internet and books and and do all the research in that way. I don't, I, there's no lack of respect for that. It's just for me personally, I've, I've really, I've really come to accept this part of myself and accept that the majority of people will probably scoff at that, right? And, um, you know, have their opinion or their judgment about that. And I don't give a fuck. I don't give a single fuck because their judgment of me, their opinion of me does not influence my happiness. What influences my happiness is to finally give myself permission to trust myself. And all the evidence is telling me fuck yeah, girl, you're doing it. Like, good job. You're happy. You feel fulfilled. You feel feel like you're living your purpose. Your children are healthy and well and happy. What am I? What, what, so, you know, that's a, uh, <laughs> man, that's such a, I, I have to laugh about it because I'm really giggling at, you know, myself from a year ago, say, who was so full of, God, I just remember so many times being confronted by somebody, by my mother or my mother-in-law or, you know, um, a family friend or God, so many people just, well, why are you doing this? Like the perfect, oh my God, the perfect example is birth and the wild pregnancy, the free birth. Aren't you concerned? What if you're having twins? That could be really dangerous. Don't you think this and that? And it's like, I used to feel, I used to feel like I had no ammunition to like defend myself. And now I've learned, and this is what, this is what I try to, when I get into these kinds of conversations with people that I trust and know, when we, we connect on these levels, I always say, confidence is everything. If you're concerned with how, you know, if you are concerned with family having their opinions and all that, the best thing you can do is confidently reassure them. And that, that, that's it. Because people really have a hard time poking and prodding when you are in your confidence and you let them know, well, I understand, you know, and it can be really loving. Let's say birth, you know, doing a free birth. I understand that seems very concerning for you, but this is something that I know I'm called to and I feel very confident in. I would love to share some resources with you if you're that interested in learning about why women are choosing this path, but I'm not interested in hearing your judgment about it. So please, I ask that you you know, respect my boundary and, and it's okay. You don't have to agree with me and you don't even have to necessarily support it, but it's not your right to just come in and tell me what I'm doing wrong. You know, something along those lines, confidently in looking in the eyes, lovingly honoring that they just care, right? If someone's, if, if, a, if your grandma is trying to convince you not to free birth because it's going to be too painful, you know, you're, you know in your heart, oh, grandma just really cares about me and cares about the baby and everyone just wants everyone to be safe and they're scared of something going wrong and they're just projecting that fear onto me. Like, acknowledging that and honoring that and showing gratitude for, wow, I I know you're really concerned. Uh, This came up recently because 
I don't know if I've shared it on here yet. I think I did that Steve uh, fell down on his teeth. He was riding his scooter and he broke his tooth. Well, the two front teeth got, both of them got slightly, got one of them slightly injured, the other one very injured. Um, and we decided to go a very non-traditional holistic path to healing his teeth. So, and it's actually really working. So one of the teeth was, uh, cracked and wiggled and like cracked down the center and like half of it was like wiggling a lot. So what we have been doing is wrapping the tooth in like orthodontal rubber bands, um, and the tooth is like merging back together. You can see that happening, that it's like regrowing back together. And the wiggle is slowly going away. So that tooth is like gaining structure again. It's been long enough now. There's no nerve damage or like the tooth isn't graying or anything as of now. So it looks really good. Steve has no pain. Um, we will at some point look into, you know, what we can do to help kind of even out the teeth a little bit. But my goal was to go as non-invasive as possible, as holistic as possible, and trusting that the body is healing itself all the time. And that's that's the body's like innate wisdom is to heal itself, especially young children. Oh my goodness, they heal so quickly. So we're going this path and naturally we're met with a lot of like, aren't you worried? This doesn't seem right. A dentist would say you should do this. Don't you want to just speak to blah, blah. And I've been telling Brett and, you know, and when I have the opportunity to talk to someone when they share their concern, it's very like, I just show up confidently. Listen, thank you so much. I understand you're concerned. It is a scary, um, you know, event for all of us that this happened to Steve. And we're all so sad that it happened. But Steve is like recovering beautifully. He's not carrying a lot of he doesn't have any pain. He doesn't seem too traumatized by it. And he's actually very proud to see himself healing in this way. And I'm so grateful that you're concerned, but I feel really confident in the path that we're taking. And if it was to show to somehow something went wrong, we would do what was necessary to remedy, you know, the mistake or whatever. So these things occur and it, you're going to run into it. So you can't just like avoid family, community. You can't avoid these conversations, especially Steve who walks up to everyone and shows them and see He's like, look, did you know that I cracked my tooth? So we're going to have to have these confrontations. And part of the art of not giving a fuck is not dismissing people entirely, but not giving a fuck about their projection of fear onto you or their judgment because you're choosing a path that is different from what they would choose. That's the art of not giving a fuck and showing up confidently. And when you're confident, like back, circling back to this, when you're confident in your choices, people really, they, they, they kind of back off. It's just natural. And they, you know, it's like this energy reading, right? We see it in the body language, the facial expressions, like you it's important for me, I won't say you, it's important for me to really own what it is that I'm I'm doing and have this relationship with self and, and, and step into my heart and to my wis- wisdom, my womb wisdom, my heart wisdom, just like my soul. Like, is this the right path? Am I making the right decision on this? 
And I have to feel that fully and give myself like, you know, just honesty, get the, you know, brush the ego aside and, and really hear myself. And when I've done this and I fully embrace this, it's, it's, it's quite easy to, to once again, see someone's judgment or opinion as a projection of their own, maybe, you know, their own lack of connection to intuition, their own um, lack of, you know, knowledge around the body's ability to heal itself, their own fears, right? So many decisions that people make are often so fear-based. And to be able to witness that in them and let go of that need to be defensive or to, I mean, like, this is as someone who spent most of my life being really defensive about my decisions um, and being really mean and spiteful, that, you know, story of like, you don't understand me. Well, yeah, indeed, I didn't understand myself and I didn't really understand what I didn't understand about myself, if that makes sense. So there's just all this energy, this frazzled energy surrounding a lot of the decisions I was making, you know, it was like a very messy way to develop that relationship with uh, myself and my intuition and trusting myself and loving myself and all of that. But now with regular practice, confronting many things in my life uh, in this in this way, it's become quite easy for me to 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 approach all these all these topics with so much love and grace and yeah and it's kind of fun I I actually I actually now kind of enjoy that that you know when someone responds uh in opposition to me I kind of enjoy it because I get a chance to really I can see myself when I, 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 I love to, that to respond and then later reflect, wow, Vivian, like, I'm so proud of you. You really have stepped into your confidence, into your wisdom. And that's a really beautiful place to be as someone who was just like so insecure for most of my life. So yes, the art of not giving a fuck clearly isn't just like a, like total rebellion, fuck the world, fuck everybody kind of thing. It's a, we must see each other compassionately, um, with empathy, with, with, you know, the more we, the more we are, we, the more we understand ourselves, the easier it is to not even necessarily understand others, but to have compassion for the things that are different from us and for maybe their, their belief systems that are totally different from yours or whatever it might be, the more you do the work on yourself, the more compassionate you become. It's humbling. It really is humbling to discover yourself because you are a very messy, imperfect human. We all are. It is something that just needs to be accepted. We contradict ourselves all the time. We're all really shitty at certain things and really genius at other things. We all have our icky, cringy moments. We all have our beautiful, loving moments. It's just why this is not like taught is just such a shame, right? Because if people could learn at a young age to really embrace themselves and all of their dynamic wildness and, you know, 
Yeah. Ugh. I think about this a lot with my own children because, you know, my, my, my children have just like all humans, we all, it's in everybody. When you see it in your children and you want to, and you think to yourself, how can I help them cultivate that chi, that like energy, that, uh, the force, how can I help them cultivate it in a way that's helping them and, um, rather than harming them? Cause often that will be the case, right? You're either you either like have a relationship with your energy and you're, you're able to help yourself and grow and um, manifest the things you want, or that energy is like um, kind of suffocating you or just like overwhelming you and, you know, we cower from it. So yeah, (laughs) the art of not giving a fuck. This is really fun to talk about. These are like the conversations I love to have in person, especially with women, because we as women, you know, we're mothers, we're, we want to find our place in our community. We, we want to, we're the, we're often the ones trying to be the peacekeepers. And I think we so often carry the burden of having to explain things or, um, I don't know that there's just this really interesting role that we play as mothers and as, uh, the, the matriarchal presence. Um, and women just get such a bad rep for being emotional. <laughs> so I've learned, and I've been, I've been the the woman for so long that that really struggled with having any kind of control with my emotions in the sense that being able to be confronted by someone unexpectedly. Um, they cast a judgment at me. They, they, they're criticizing me. And once again, unexpectedly, and it can be so easy to give into just this fear and this discomfort. And, and that's when, you know, the energy just gets heated. Your, maybe your cheeks start turning red and your, you know, your blood, you can feel your heart racing and you're, you're getting a little bit shaky. You know, that's such an, that's such a particular interesting moment to experience. Whereas understanding yourself a little bit better really helps, helps to having these conversations with yourself ahead of time, getting to know yourself, being alone with your thoughts. And when an uncomfortable thought comes to mind, really exploring that brings you to this place when those um, unexpected confrontations arise. You know, you're able to really respond from the heart and not give in to all those frazzled feelings. I will reiterate, as I always do, that shadow work plays such an important part in developing self-awareness, self-confidence, and really learning to love and honor yourself in all of your dynamic messiness. Um, yeah, it's. I, I was just listening to a podcast earlier today. It was the Jay Shetty podcast. And he was talking about some statistic about the majority of people like really avoiding being with their own thoughts. Most people are really terrified to just be with their own thoughts. This is why you hear a lot of people that have to watch, you know, watch a movie um, or like fall asleep in front of the TV or fall asleep with some kind of distraction. They cannot just be in their own head as they fall asleep. Often that's because we have things that, you know, the whole idea of like, 
these thoughts keep me up at night. That is the shadow. Those are the things in our subconscious mind, unconscious mind, maybe even our conscious mind that want to be addressed, um, that we are, you know, avoiding or struggling to um, understand or have a relationship with. For me, the shadow that's been the most um, beautiful to explore is my anger. I used to really shame myself for how angry I would become. And now I see my anger as that, that the energy that fuels my anger is the same energy that fuels my passion, um, <laughs> my creativity, my stubbornness. And I've really come to learn um, come to learn to love this this part of myself that once I felt so resistant to and I have all of these memories of 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 shame surrounding this energy, this anger, where now I'm like, you know, yeah, I do get angry sometimes. And sometimes I do lose control, but I'm getting better at it. And I also realize that anger is because I'm so passionate about my life and the things that, that that move me in this world and now I have a very different relationship with that thing so I've been able to forgive myself um, for all the times that I've acted out with anger that 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 feel cringy I also make it a point to offer you know to to apologize sincerely to those when I when I truly see it see it and I and I and the right time arises I like to tell people I'm really sorry for how much of an asshole how big of a bitch I've been in the past I'm sorry for all the hurtful things I said or my um you know my anger out angry outbursts and stuff and I'm doing my best so that I don't react like that anymore so yes the shadow work wow it is such a beautiful way to fully embrace yourself and really really love all 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 aspects of yourself it's easy to love the the beautiful lovable things but we also must learn to love the sticky messy parts of ourselves and therefore when we are confronted in life by something the art of not giving a fuck is being able to just stay true to you and, and know your worth, know your confidence, know, own yourself, to fully own who you are without judgment and without um, defensiveness, just with love and, you know, and that, that honesty with self and that, that work we do on ourselves, that offering of love and care and tenderness and forgiveness and compassion consistently showing up for ourselves like that every, every single day really does help us strengthen um, that, that integrity and strengthen that part of us that can handle all of the resistance coming toward us from the rest of the world. Cause the further you go on a path of sovereignty, the more resistance you will be met with. I mean, Brett and I talk about this all the time because we are very intentional with our lifestyle, with our, uh, choices as parents, every, this is all so intentional and many people see it as as us being neglectful. Little do they know. And I, I'm not, I used to want to defend it. I don't care to defend it anymore. Because you know what? With many people, I could defend it all I want. And they would still see it how they want to see it. So it's not my duty to convince anyone that I'm right. That's not, you know, it, my duty is just to stay grounded 
in my own journey, in my own path, do what, do what feels right for me as a human and as a parent. I have to live with my decisions, no one else. And, and once again, most people are just projecting their own insecurities and fears onto you when they come at you with judgment, with criticism. Not giving a fuck is saying, I don't care if I look stupid or I don't care if I if I like look whatever. You 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 are welcome to have those opinions about me. And honestly, someone out there has some kind of yucky opinion about you. So once you kind of accept that as the reality and let go of that people pleasing persona, ooh, life gets sweet. It gets so good. And it's not to say you'll never feel it again. Of course, there are times, especially from our parents, where it can be really, really challenging or from a spouse or, you know, where it can be really hard um, to be met with resistance. But the more work we do on ourselves, the more we show up for ourselves with love and understanding. And we do that shadow work. Never underestimate the power of the shadow work. Um yeah, we truly learn to not give a fuck about the things that distract us and bring us to a fear-based state. And we can stay, um, you know, and, and the, the goal for me has become not to avoid any, I don't want to avoid confrontations. I don't want to avoid anything. I just want to develop my strength to be able to gracefully approach things and um, such a huge part of that is consistently daily doing the work uh, on myself. And my whole podcast really, I feel like, always circles back to this idea of the only way you're going to change or influence the world is by changing yourself. And by changing yourself in the sense that, like, clearing away your blockages, having a relationship with yourself, understanding yourself, doing the work, moving into the heart more showing up, taking good care of your, your yourself all around. That's it. That's what we can do. So I'm going to end it here. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to go check out the apothecary and get yourself some beautiful handmade small batch organic herbal remedies and lots of other little um, beautiful things. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful week.